I'm Adam Ward, and this is Here at Haas, a student-run podcast connecting you to all Haasies and the faculty that change our lives. This week on Here at Haas, we are joined by Xenia Arani, EW MBA class of 2023, and recently appointed VP of Social Impact in the Evening Weekend MBA Association. Welcome to the show, Xenia. Adam, thank you so much for having me today. It's awesome to have you. Xenia, to start off with, I know you've been working in public service. Would love to understand a little bit more about your career journey. Yeah, Adam, I started working in politics. And after politics, I, I transferred over to the NGO sector, where I worked for the UN Foundation, UN World Food Program, Mercy Corps, and now Finca International. And in these roles, I've built strategic partnerships to help vulnerable communities in need. And a story that that really stands out to me was my time traveling to Colombia and Venezuela and witnessing the scale of what is now the largest refugee crisis in the world. I believe it's rivaling that of the Syrian refugee crisis, where I witnessed countless individuals flee the border. I remember standing with one foot in Venezuela and the other in in Colombia with people carrying their their home supplies on their backs and just seeking refuge and having to sell local wares on the street. And I'm talking lawyers, doctors, people from everyday lives having to flee. And during this time, really meeting with these people on the ground, hearing their stories, hearing their vulnerabilities and the sadnesses that really came with having to start a new life, not by a choice of their own. And providing these individuals through this emergency response with e-cards or e-vouchers to help them get through during a very difficult time of, of when they needed it most. And in many ways, I could see these people's stories in the story of my own family. Going back to Zoroastrian, with a population of 150,000 in the world today, we fled Iran as refugees. And because of the embrace of India, my people were able to succeed and thrive and do well. Mm. And as a result, it's really sparked my interest for such communities, vulnerable populations, specifically refugees, Mm. because I know through my family's story how the embrace and welcoming of communities and populations that are different actually contributes to the benefit of society. So Xenia, what is your family story? Adam, part of my family's story is my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease over a decade ago. And due to the degenerative effects of this disease, I witnessed and watched how my dad was forced to leave the workplace. And similarly, witnessing my brother's story of stage four cancer, it, it taught me some valuable lessons about the fragility of human life, but also the need to embrace people who are different. And much of my work with the disability community, I've come to learn that 
80% of people with disabilities are excluded from the workplace due to judgments and stereotypes mm. against people with disabilities. And mm. I've seen it firsthand with my dad and I've seen it firsthand with countless others as part of my board work with uh, a disability rights organization called Together International and doing some work in partnership with the American mm -hmm. Association of People with Disabilities of working with individuals who are 30 times more talented than I will ever be, but witnessing and seeing how they are excluded each day from life because of various stereotypes against them. So as a leader, as a woman of color, as someone who works in the global humanitarian sector, I am completely committed to advocating for communities who are different because by building inclusive environments, I know how we could do better. Thank you for sharing that story, Xenia. And it's true in all the work that you've done and everything that we are so grateful for what you do in our community. Well, you know, I truly believe by bringing community and people together, we can make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. A lot of this stems from my religion and my culture. As a Zoroastrian woman living in the United States, mm -hmm. Zoroastrians are a rare monotheistic. It's said to be the first monotheistic religion actually in the world. There are about 150,000 of us in the world today, the majority of us happen to be in India. Mm -hmm. And I have seen how the embrace of democratic societies welcoming my people in have contributed to building a culture of philanthropy, giving back, and knowing the importance of community of how we can make the world a better place. That's been an aspect of who I am. Growing up uh, in that faith, do you have any particular stories or childhood memories where that idea of community really came to life for you? Yeah, I would say it's really the background of what Zoroastrianism really represents of good thoughts, good words, good mm -hmm. deeds, which translates to, um, in our book, the Avesta, Humata Hukta Havarasta. Mm -hmm. And so growing up with these tenants, that really influenced a sense of community and giving back and visiting India each year and seeing and witnessing the influences of Zoroastrians in the community, such as the Tatas, the Godrages, and the culture of philanthropy that they've built in India. It instilled a sense of me too wanting to go beyond myself and building a sense of community to give back. And I've seen that firsthand with the Parsis of India and what philanthropy means and building this culture of giving back. Absolutely. Going back to your words of good words, good deeds. And Xenia, I'm interested. It's rather timely we're having this conversation around Persian New Year. And I know that's something that you'll be celebrating. I wonder if you could explain to listeners who may not know very much about that. So Persian New Year is an ancient tradition. It dates back thousands of years. It's celebrated by millions worldwide. And it literally means spring renewal. It's recognized as a United Nations international holiday as well. And it brings together family, community, and is a center of what it means to build anew and give back. And importantly, a lot of yummy food and great traditions. <laughs> I want to know, what are the traditions, Xenia? It's the building of a half-seen table. And 
on the half-seen table, there are seven things that one puts on the table, or the seven S's. Subsi, which is a, a, a grass or a sprout, which means rebirth or renewal. Sanjed, which is a dried fruit, which represents love. Sib, which is apples, which signify health and prosperity. Sear, which is garlic, meaning uh, taking care of your health. <laughs> Samanu, which is a sweet pudding for prosperity. Serke, vinegar, which means mm. patience and wisdom. Sumak, which is a Persian spice mm. for the sunrise of a new day. So with that, there's a lot of symbolism, but it really goes back to mm -hmm. let's get rid of the old, let's start a new day with positivity and embrace but in that new day is how we're rebuilding community how are we striving for something that is better with this idea of a new day or a new dawn as we're doing this in march 2021 as we're hopefully nearing the end of the pandemic fingers crossed and more vaccines are coming out does this celebration have any particular resonance yeah for all of us i say 2020 was an unprecedented, crazy year. I need not say more. <laughs> and I would say this year in particular, 2021, is feeling so much more hopeful. And one thing that I'm most looking forward to mm -hmm. is being able to meet so many of you in person on campus. That's a great place to transition to speaking about Berkeley. You know, we've understood a little bit about your background and your career. Interested, Xenia, you've got this experience in public sector. I know you've been based on the East Coast and now you've moved across the West Coast and, and pursuing this MBA at Berkeley. What prompted you to want to do an MBA? Moving to the West Coast is actually not an easy decision at all. I had built such a comfortable <laughs> known bubble in DC and I wanted to break through this and feel a little bit of discomfort by coming to this land called tech to really understand it better. And truthfully, Adam, partner with people like you to push me to new limits, to be thinking a little bit differently. I know the ways I think traditionally as it relates to nonprofit NGO work and I, I came to an MBA to go beyond and think in a really new direction. So Xenia, two semesters in, we've nearly done a year of our first year at Haas. What have you learned about this land of tech in the Bay Area? I have never met so many software engineers in my life. But being <laughs> in the Bay Area, I recognize that this is the town of innovation and thinking differently. And mm. I'm excited. I, I'm excited to partner with so many people like you from industries that are so different from what I'm used to, to help create sustainable, impactful programs, changing people's lives. That's awesome to hear. And Xenia, I know you've been partnering with a lot of people in house already, and you actually ran a campaign in your first semester called House Against Hunger. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? In partnership with my amazing friend and colleague, Eugene, we truly wanted to go beyond ourselves in all things that 2020 really was. 
And in doing so, having worked for um, the United Nations World Food Program in the past, a recent Nobel Peace Prize winner, I wanted to bring a handful of my colleagues from the UN to Haas of how we could work together as a global community to create change. And Adam, in a short period of time, I saw how we did just that. In less than two months, we provided 11,000 meals to vulnerable individuals in, in need around the world, which is huge. Truthfully, I, I can't begin to express the, the gratitude and how humbled I am to be able to work with our classmates on initiatives like this. Xenia, what advice do you have for people in MBA schools or students or people who just want to step up and go beyond themselves to run campaigns like this? What actions do you, should they take to run a successful campaign? I would say it's authenticity. And when I say authenticity, meaning channeling what is really important to you, whether it is hunger, whether it's environmentalism, whether it's animal rights, LGBT rights, there are so many incredible social impact initiatives that are out there. And what it really breaks down to is that focus on what matters to you as an individual. And when you are able and one is really able to focus in on their passion and purpose, that's when change really takes place because it's coming from being a human. And it's coming from knowing that what our morals and values are. And that is what I would encourage folks to really think about is what really matters to you and, and why do you care about this? And through that, you can channel and bring together like-minded individuals who are going to want to join you on your cause and your mission to do some good. With that drive, how do you want to propel your leadership with the MBA? What do you want to do in the future? Yeah, Adam, I would say my long-term career goal is to be a CEO of an international organization advocating for refugee rights. Of course, I know we as humans evolve and change with time, and I'm excited for to see where Haas takes me. But overall, I would say advocating for people in need is one of my core missions and one of my core philosophies. That's awesome to hear. And Xenia, we started this conversation talking about community and philanthropy. And I'm incredibly grateful to you for explaining the why and the sort of defining reasons about what drives you. And I'm super excited to be along the journey and, and see as you go on and do these incredible things in the future. To finish off our conversations, we have a bit of a tradition at here at Haas of ending on a few lightning round questions, particularly as it pertains to what we, people have been getting up to during Shelter in Place. So Xenia, what book would you recommend? Something that you've been reading? And this is the political nerd in me of beyond Machiavelli. <laughs> so these are... <laughs> This is like, <laughs> for, okay. those, for, those, for those listening, Xenia has walked up to her desk 
I've got a book. <laughs> I'm seeing you have some great pot plants as well in your house. What What have you learned about Machiavelli, Xenia, that we could all take in our day-to-day -day lives? I would say just continuing to learn about the current state of human nature and what it takes to get to that next level of how to successfully resolve conflict with people and individuals. That's awesome, Xenia. And we're just really grateful for you coming on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Adam, so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you to everyone listening also for tuning into Here at Haas. Know a Haasy that has a story to tell? Nominate them on our website, haaspodcast.org. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. It really does help. And of course, share this episode with your favorite bears. This episode was made possible with the help of associate producer Paulina Lee. Until next time, I'm Adam Ward, and this is Here at Haas. <laughs>